You only have one life to live, so get the most out of it. On Good Life, Great Life, join me, Brian Highfield, and my guests as we share success stories, habits, mindsets, and lessons learned by successful people. These lessons are not taught in schools, but are critical for getting ahead in life. Whether you want a successful business or career, optimal health, or a lifestyle that most people just dream of, Good Life, Great Life has you covered. After retiring from a successful corporate career in my 40s, I founded multi-million dollar businesses in the sports and healthcare arenas. Now, I help everyday people maximize their lives and speak regularly at seminars, on podcasts, and radio shows to share principles on the topics of health, wealth, and happiness. Don't let a good life get in the way of a great life. Join me today on Good Life, Great Life. Well, welcome to another episode of Good Life, Great Life. And today we have with us Yangsu Chung. Yangsu, he uh, started a brand called Urban EDC, and then he launched a new company called Growth Jet not too long ago. And he's got his new endeavor now of his podcast, First Class Founder. So welcome to the program, Yangsu. Thanks, Brian. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. So give us a little bit of, of color in your background, because you did start like most people do, like in corporate America. Uh, you were a software engineer, which is close to my heart. That's how I got started in the industry. Uh, uh, you, if you could spell IT, you got a job in IT back <laughs> in the 1990s. But uh, uh, how 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 did you transform from from being an employee yeah. to being an entrepreneur? Yeah. So I actually started my career in finance in New York in 2009. So I graduated from college in 2009. Uh, obviously, a great time to to get started uh, in finance around that time. With the Great Recession, um, but then I quickly noticed that I didn't have the community that I was looking for. So I was really starting to get into startups and just technology in general. And New York City at the time just wasn't the place for me. So I just uh, bought a one-way ticket to come out here in San Francisco, um, which is where I am now. And I only had one suitcase. So I was living off of a suitcase uh, for three months, crashing with um, you know a friend of mine in Berkeley, uh, just on the ground uh, on an air mattress. And um, yeah, that's kind of how like the early beginnings of you know my 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 career in tech started. And then um, I, I joined a startup that focuses on like mobile gaming. Uh, and then after that, I went to a, a, an engineering boot camp for thirteen weeks, where all I did was you know eat and breathe and co code. <laughs> and I I learned the ins and outs of engineering. Um, and, and then I was able to join a, a blockchain, a cryptocurrency company as a software engineer right after that, um, which was very fortuitous and, and uh, fortunate for me. Um, but then right around 2015 is when all the regulations start happening. And at that time, you know, our team was blocked from progressing any further in our projects. Mm. And that felt really frustrating for me because I'm always someone that I want to see progress. I want to push the envelope along, right? So for me, that was kind of the right time for um, you know, to start my entrepreneurial journey. And so um, I started Urban EDC. So EDC stands for Everyday Carry. So these are things that you carry on a daily basis, like your wallet, um, you know, your watch, uh, maybe a pen or a flashlight. And um, yeah, that's kind of how I started uh, at the end of 2015. And then three years later, we had a lot of issues with our fulfillment. And so we decided to bring fulfillment in-house 
And then we actually launched another brand with my my wife. So we brought home a French bulldog and uh, we posted a lot of cute videos. And uh, some of them went, went viral. I think one, actually one video where I'm holding uh, our our dog, our Frenchie, um, that that one went viral and got a million views. And like, it's so funny because like I'm in that video. But, uh, <laughs> Um, but, um, I always tell yes. my wife, it's like dogs and kids always seem to go viral. Oh. And then <laughs> if you put them together, that's the ultimate combination, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, um, so we started a, a brand um, called spotted by Humphrey and that's a dog boutique brand. Uh, so my wife currently runs that. Um, so we, we discovered that, you know, the backend operations were pretty much the same. So it's both e-commerce shops and we had the same team shipping out all the goods. Um, and at one point we had people just asking us like, Hey, you know, who's doing fulfillment? Cause my, you know, my fulfillment is, is really, really troublesome. I'm having a lot of issues. So we decided to take in a few private clients and, um, you know, we, we just got, we just kind of grew from there and we didn't even have a website or a name, but we mm -hmm. were providing a service that people obviously needed. And so, um, that's how growth jet was born. Uh, and then we, we saw the you know, the, uh, the waste and the, um, you know, the whole climate, you know, in, in logistics, um, it's very, very wasteful, uh, the entire industry. And so we decided to, you know, double down on this value of climate neutral, uh, getting our certification for 2020 and 2021. Um, and then we're working on 2022 now. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how, how that, how that started. Um, and now we moved into a 39,000 square foot um, warehouse where, you know, we've got growing team and um, yeah, that's been, that's been great. And then now my focus is uh, First Class Founders, which is a podcast for, uh, for entrepreneurs. And, you know, these are just lessons that I've learned and kind of like frameworks and mental models that have really helped me in my journey. And so I'm just trying to get my ideas and my experiences out there for anyone else who wants to, you know, learn from, from my mistakes and be able to, you know, kind of um, get further along in their, in their journey on their entrepreneurial um, path much quicker and faster and more efficiently than me. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and so that's, that's quite a progression there. And I can kind of see the logic, you know, of, of these stepping stones to kind of getting, getting where you are now, but what, what are some of the biggest lessons that you kind of learned along the way that you're now sharing with, with other entrepreneurs? Yeah. So the biggest lessons I think are that you want to, if you're starting a company, you want to validate your ideas first. And so what's really important that I found is to Kind of set your ego aside so i know a lot of entrepreneurs when they first start you know they get really proud mm -hmm. of um, yeah. you know whatever product they're making and they're they kind of hold it dear to, dear to their hearts like they have you know ndas and like they're really afraid of sharing their ideas but really you, you need to quiet your ego and just get your ideas out there and just get feedback right away and and almost certainly your ideas will evolve and change uh based on market feedback and so um you want to validate your ideas first before really investing a lot of either time or resources um, into what you're building. And so just to give you an idea for your listeners, uh, when I started Urban EDC, the first company, I validated the idea by buying stuff off of Amazon and just reselling them at no profit. And mm -hmm. it was just a, a test to see if people would actually resonate with, um, you know, there were no 
shops that specialize in everyday carry gear at the time. So it was for me to just to see, you know, hey, um, putting it out there, you know, are people interested? Like I, I had no no idea. And so um, it's really important to test first before you, you know, spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on marketing or, you know, you know like inventory or whatever you're doing. Yeah. So you were, so basically you were buying the products on Amazon and reselling them on your own platform just to, just to test your idea. Yes. yes exactly. Just to see if there's a need for those types of products. Yep. And, and then get gather feedback. So um, early on, you know, I didn't have any uh, pocket knives in the shop, but I've learned that uh, in the everyday carry community, the pocket knife is like stable, like it all starts from there. And so, um, you know, I wasn't a big knife guy when I first started, but then mm-hmm. Now the shop is 90% knife sales. And so wow. you, you need to have that, at, you know, as part of this community that we're serving. And so um, I didn't know that. So we launched with like, you know, very basic items like, you know, Zippo letters and a few pens and things like that. But then, um, you know, based on feedback, you know, we added the knives and then now we do our own production, um, entire production runs of knives working with designers. Um, so yeah, that's kind oh. of, um, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's really cool. So you said validate ideas. What are some of the other, the other big lessons? Yeah. So you could build an audience. Um, you know, I, so I encourage everyone to build an audience first uh-huh. so that you can start kind of seeing what their problems are. So, um, for urban ADC, People were saying that, you know, they see all this really cool gear on Instagram, but they don't know where to buy it. Because a lot of these makers are like, you know, they're making stuff from their garage and they make like very small batch goods. And so um, we were able to work with those makers and bring them into the shop to have it like in one area, in one place. And people really like that. Um, So definitely build an audience first um, just to gauge an idea. But what's also important is that... um, having an audience doesn't necessarily mean that they will translate to sales. And so, um, you know, when I first started Airbnb, you see, I had, I grew an Instagram account to about 10,000 um, followers. And then, mm-hmm. uh, from that, I kind of launched it, but you know, first, first three days of launching the shop, I had no sales. And actually the first sale was from a high school friend of mine. He didn't even tell me he was buying, buying <laughs> anything. Um, but that was really humbling because I had, you know, built this audience of 10,000 followers. And I really try to, um, you know, get at least get some sales in the door right off the bat, but it was just like nothing. And so, yeah. And that's, it, yeah. and that's common. Cause I've run into that as well. And I talked to a lot of other people kind of, kind of do that. They think if I brought, you know, if I put up my net wide enough to enough people that I'll get a certain percentage of sales and that that's not always the case. It's definitely not the case. And, um, I, I see this mistake you know, time, time and time again, like where people start a business and then they, you know, they get feedback from like, you know, their significant other or their, their parents or their family members. And like, to be honest, like that is not the best place to get feedback because they're not going to be your target audience. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so like, you don't want your mom to, you know, give you feedback on a, like a knife shop, for example, she's not going to be your target audience. Um, <laughs> So I actually didn't tell any of my friends or my um, my family about about. I mean, I told them what you know that I was doing this thing, but I didn't ask for feedback because I knew that um, their feedback is probably not the most representative of, of of the community that I'm trying to serve. And so, 
Um, I think that's also important. So like audience doesn't necessarily translate to sales and then be really careful about who you get feedback from. Make sure that they're actually part of the audience that you're serving. Yeah, and I've seen, you know, a lot of people just kind of throw a Facebook ad out there and, you know, hits a lot of people and Facebook, you know, charges you a lot of money to, to run an ad and to, to a lot of people. Um, and, and But it's the conversion process, I think, that people stumble on converting that that person who clicks on their ad to actually making a purchase on their website. Yeah. And you know, I, I think that building trust goes a long way here. Um, so I actually had a, I have a friend who's starting a brand and she, and she recently asked me about um, how, how do I drive traffic to my new, new website? Because, um, you know, I just launched this thing and um, she was asking me about Facebook ads and like how she just started using it. And I, the first thing I said was like, you know, that's the wrong approach. The approach should be, um, you know, you got to build your, your, I guess your audience in terms of like, you got to build trust with them first. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, um, I told her like, you got to stop posting just content just daily. And like, if one of those things does really well, that means it resonates with your audience. And so you could put a little bit of, um, you know, marketing spend behind those posts that are already doing well. And so it's this concept of like, you know, start really small, see what works, experiment. And then if things are working, then put more behind it versus just going right from the beginning. I need traffic. I'm going to spend mm -hmm. like hundred dollars a day, whatever on marketing. And then like, you're kind of like, okay, I don't see any results. Like, what am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. um, I think that you have to approach it from the other side, which is like tiny little experiments, see what works and then double down. No, I think that I think that's wise wise approach that um because I've made that mistake several times. It took me a while to understand that that trust aspect. <laughs> you know, you still need yeah. that relationship with your potential customer, you know, for them to make it make a purchase from you. So that's that's great advice. Yeah, no, I, I totally um I, I think that it's so email is a great platform. And so getting people on your newsletter is a great platform for building trust. And so I call it like discovery platforms, so all these social media networks like you know, whatever, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, even like LinkedIn for professional stuff. Um, those are discoverability um, platforms where people will start to see your content because they have all the algorithms and all that stuff. Um, but you really want to get them into your, you know, like a, a podcast would also be a great example. Um, and then also a newsletter um, so that you can start building that relationship. And so once they see your content, like, it might not be immediate, but like maybe in the seventh or eighth newsletter, they're like, oh yeah, I've seen, you know, this person with this brand's content for a while now. I I, I feel a sense of like trust, you know, I, I feel like I, I don't know, it's just like a, a, it's like a weird feeling, but you feel more reassured that, you know, it's not someone who's going to like, you know, scam you or something. Right. So um, they, they definitely, it takes a while to build that trust and it's like a relationship building thing. So you can't just like, you know, go to a party and like become best friends with someone you just meet, right? It takes a little mm -hmm. bit of time. Yeah. So no, it, it, it makes, it makes perfect sense. Uh, tell, tell me more about your, your, your dogs. So as you have, you said you have uh, <laughs> two French bulldogs, they have a huge yeah. social media following. Um, is there, is there plans to kind of capitalize on that with, with yeah. such a, having a huge following? Yeah, so um, we have our, our dog boutique shop called Spotted by Humphrey. And that's a play on words from his Instagram and TikTok handle, which is Spotted Humphrey. Um, and um, so that we, we do get some brand deals as well. So we work with brands and we'll do sponsor posts. Uh, so it's a combination of like 
content creation, but also this, um, you know, the, the shop that goes along with it. And really the shop just came out really naturally because people kept asking us like, Hey, you know, that leash is really cool. Where did you buy it? Or that harness, you know, or those, um, dog toys are really, you know, funky. Like, where did you get those? And, um, you know, instead of driving traffic to somewhere else, like even like an Amazon site, we decided to just, you know, why not create a shop and drive traffic back there? And then we can just get the sales that way. Um, and we already have the infrastructure for it because of urban EDC. And so, um, that was a really natural progression of how we thought about, you know, monetizing, um, the audience that way. Uh, but a lot of people just generally just really love the, the funny, you know, things that they do. And my, my wife is, she's really good at kind of storytelling in these like five to 10 second video clips. And so, yeah. um, it's, it's been, uh, yeah, it's been a really fun journey. Great. So what's, what's, uh, next. Cause you, you know, you've just really launched this first class founders, uh, podcast. Um, what's your vision there? Yeah. So the vision for first class founders is, um, an educational platform for new entrepreneurs and founders to be able to, to go in there and essentially learn about a specific topic. Um, so right now it's pretty early still, I've got about 13 episodes, but, um, you know, the, the, the vision for it is that, um, kind of like almost like a, a, a school in a way where uh, people can go there, look at the topics that they're interested in, click on and learn and, and essentially just, um, just learn from each other as well. So I'm trying to build this community of people that are willing to share their experiences, but also learn from each other. And so, um, yeah, and right now it's, it's, um, it's just me. And then, you know, I have a producer, but um, it's it's mostly my own experience, but I'm really hoping in the future that uh, we can get other experiences from other perspectives and, and be able to kind of share that and weave that into, um, you know, First Class Founders. So that's kind of the, the bigger long-term goal. Um, but right now, yeah, we're just starting with the podcast. Oh, and I actually just launched a newsletter as well. Uh, okay. That's like a companion piece. And so I was trying to figure out how to, provide value because it's like a companion to the podcast. So, um, you know, I talk about the episode in the newsletter, but then I share like all my podcast download numbers, subscriber newsletter, um, you know, open rates and click through rates and all that. And I'm, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to provide value to newsletter subscribers that, um, you know, instead of just having, here's the latest episode, go click on, you know, go, go listen to it. Like, I just feel like that's a little pointless. Yeah. Um, and so I do have like a weekly reflection section in the newsletter as well, where it talks about like everything that I'm learning that week about building an audience. Cause you know, I'm, I'm kind of new in this journey too, for mm -hmm. my, my creator stuff. So, you know, I'm learning a lot and uh, I feel like it's, I could share that knowledge as well. So the newsletter is the, is um, the medium that I share all those, like, you know, behind the scenes, like experiments that I'm trying uh, where the podcast is kind of the more the finished product. And so it's like, polished up you know it's really it's really yeah. like yeah so that's kind of the i guess you know the difference between those two but yeah and, and, it, and it kind of uh reminds me of a, a recurring theme that we see with our podcast episodes is we don't know what we don't know and mm -hmm. so when you when you do something like that uh some of those things start to get exposed you, you people start learning from each other like you were pointing out and it's like gosh i never knew that world even existed i didn't know you could do that and, and people are discovering things from from each other and i just think it's a it's a wonderful outlet to to really learn uh the things that you just don't even know that exist 
Right, right, right. No, I totally agree. And I, you know, I'm meeting a lot of awesome people also, by the way, on the podcast. So that, that's another added benefit to the podcast is that um, you, you can reach out and, and, and uh, get, get people on that you wouldn't normally, you know, they, they don't have a reason to speak to you unless, you know, they're, you have a podcast and you invite them on and like, it's, it's just a great yeah. uh, experience. No, that's great. So we're running out of time, but how can our audience learn more uh, about you, connect with you and, yeah. and maybe connect with your podcast? Yeah. So um, the podcast is at uh, firstclassfounders.com. Uh, and then I ha also have the newsletter that I mentioned, uh, which is just firstclassfounders.com slash newsletter. And that'll take you to the page where um, all the previous posts are, are in there as well. Um, and then my e-commerce website is urbanebc.com. Uh, and then if you want to check out my my two French Bulldogs, um, you can find them on Instagram and TikTok at uh, Spotted Humphrey. And then also, if you have an e-commerce website and you're looking for um, you know fulfillment, then uh, growthjet.com is where you can find information about our uh, fulfillment business. Awesome. Great stuff. Well, I really appreciate you being with our program, Young Young Sue. It's been great. Great. There's a lot of good, lot of good tips in there that I think uh, people get value out of. Thanks so much, Brian. I uh, I really enjoy being here, and I hope your audience um, you know finds value in everything that um, we share today. Awesome. So our guest today has been Young Su Chung, so a serial entrepreneur and podcaster. So make sure you check him out and check out his First Class Founders podcast. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to another episode of Good Life, Great Life, brought to you by Brian Highfield. We hope you enjoyed listening to this week's guests and stories. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business.